A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, this is Desi, and I have a very special treat for you today. It's a sneak peek of our new Spotify Greenroom show, Crime Movie Club. You may be wondering, what is Crime Movie Club, and what is Spotify Greenroom, and how do I join? All good questions. Spotify Greenroom is a new live mobile app by Spotify and built to connect listeners with artists, creators, podcasts, and other fans in real time. It's an interactive community where we chat with you every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern about the latest crime movies, documentaries, and series. To join our discussions, all you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app and use your Spotify login to sign up for free. Then follow Crime Movie Club to get notified when our room goes live each week. You can ask us questions, tell us about your favorite films, and more. Join Crime Movie Club every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Spotify Greenroom. In the meantime, enjoy this recording of our most recent live show. Hi, everybody. I'm giving you a second to join. We are here to discuss Lula Rich. We have a special guest joining us today, Kara Berry. She should be hopping on in a minute. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up again. If you, oh, Kara's here. Okay. If you guys want to um, speak during the show, you just have to click the raise hand uh, thing, and then you can. Uh, we can give you permission to speak. If it's related to the show, um, that's what we want. While we're talking about Lula Rich, it, it should be topical. If you want to have another question, save it for the end when we have um, some free time at the end. So yeah, let's get started because we have a lot to, to go. Is Kara here? Yes. Hi, all you girl bosses out there. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kara. You know what they say, Kara? They say, hey, hun, or hey, girl. <laughs> This is a heavy, this is a heavy girl. What is it? Boss? Did girl. they say boss babes? They say boss babe. But when, boss when, babes, a, yeah. when a woman tries to recruit you for their pyramid scheme, they always slide in your DM and they say, hey, hun, just want to know if you had a chance to talk for a quick sec about building your own business and becoming a girl boss. Yeah. Yeah. Someone you've never heard from in 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody that called you a homophobic slur in high school is like DMing you. Or as they said in the documentary, uh, or no way, I heard someone say this today, like people who love friends still, <laughs> like most people in your life who still listen, watch that show or something. You know what? <laughs> I'm just saying there's a type of person who does MMLs. Uh, MLMs. MLMs, whatever. <laughs> okay. So, Let's get started because we have a lot to get into. I'm going to lead. We're not going to go through every single point of this because there's four parts and they were jam packed. But obviously, there are certain things I know all three of us are going to want to talk about. So we will get to those. Let's just start at the beginning. We meet Deanna and Mark and Deanna. Who Deanne. is Deanne? Yeah. OK, well, I, I wrote, said that I did the same thing back and forth. I wrote Deanna for part of it. Um, <laughs> Deanne, Deanne created LuLaRoe. I love her backstory, the story with her mom. I found that so chilling and disturbing. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, this is the creepiest story I've she, ever She, like, heard. made it rain on her kids. <laughs> like Just Lincolns all over that living room. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. 
So Deanne, it looks exactly like you'd expect the Mormon leader <laughs> of a pyramid scheme to look like. You know, it's like before I knew they were Mormon, they posted a family portrait and I was like, chill. Like you said, chill to the bar. I was like, oh, they're, they're Mormon. <laughs> like just the family photo. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Like 14 kids. They two have, of them are married. And two of the children oh are married to each other. I My mouth dropped when they said that very casually. I was like, no, I need one episode devoted to this relationship, please. I wanted a backstory on like how they got into that romantic relationship. And Deanne and Mark were laughing about it like it was a very cute meet cute. Yeah, truly. I, it was disgusting. And she looks like Paula Dean. It's worth mentioning. <laughs> She does. She does. Especially when she uh, lost the weight and her skin was kind of hanging a bit (laughs) in her face. (laughs) So uh, Deanne comes from a long line of Mormons. And and that made me think, okay, is Bravo going to cast her in season three of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Oh, because she's from Provo, right? I don't know. No, I think they're from California. She's, she's from, from, I think she, oh, she was, she, oh, her family was like travel to Utah. Cause remember yeah. they showed the covered wagon bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Deanne's maiden name is startup. She loved that. I loved that. I thought it was <laughs> absurd. I've never heard that last name before. <laughs> yeah. Like, can we confirm that that's actually true? <laughs> And her sister is her twin, and her twin sister's name is Diane. And she's like, Deanne, Diane. Yeah. A lot of things they think are cute, I don't think are cute. <laughs> uh, and that an, brings up another good point. Throughout this entire docuseries, Deanne and Mark try so hard to come off as very quirky and relatable and cute. And they it just makes them e- e- all the more detestable as we're learning all of these horrific things about them. Right. Totally. One moment. One moment that stuck out to me when he was trying to get the rug, the the fringe on the rug straightened out. Yes, mm-hmm. it just seemed really creepy to me for some reason. Everything like, they do is is creepy yeah. because of what we know, especially. So, this we get an explanation about multi level marketing schemes and specifically about the Lularoe scheme. This is a $5,000 buy-in to become your own LuLaRoe consultant, as they say, which is basically a LuLaRoe retailer, which means that you can hawk these leggings on Facebook Live and basically beg people to buy them because they're quite possibly the ugliest leggings I've ever seen in my life. It actually made me hate all patterns like just seeing all, just seeing all those patterns I was like disgusted like and the maxi like the whole maxi like starting off with the maxi skirts her whole like starting the business was so interesting to me like buying those tacky dresses the kid dresses yeah and I was like where were those a hundred dollars I've never seen them that, that much like and then the maxi skirts before the leggings even came into play were just like Oh, yes. That's how she started. She started going to swap meets and buying up all these cheap dresses and then reselling them at these little pop-up parties that she had at her house. And she was like, made a ton of money doing it. And then she started LuLaRoe, which LuLaRoe, we've, we've, I, I, we found out, at least I found out for the first time why it's called LuLaRoe is because it's named after three of her daughters, Lucy, Lola, and Monroe. Granddaughters granddaughters okay so 
Uh, so five thousand dollars to start up your own Lularoe business. If you don't know, a lot of multi-level marketing schemes they prey on stay-at-home moms and they prey on low-income or lower-income women or women who need a side hustle. And it's like work from home, be your own boss, babe, make a ton of money, you know, with a huge fat asterisk. Yeah. Like you can earn $1,400 a month, but there's a huge fucking asterisk there. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, LuLaRoe really <laughs> leans into the whole girl boss of it all. And you know what? As we learn, they are not very empowering to women. I, I just have a quick question slash comment. When she was talking about all the children, because some of them are adopted and some of them are not, like, I would have liked to have more answers as to why she chose Romania specifically to adopt these children from. Oh. Do we have an answer for that? I don't think so. But they're, I wonder if it's sometimes when certain countries stop their adoption, like maybe Russia put a stop to American adoptions for some reason. I have heard countries will do that. Other countries open up more or become more popular. Oh, I don't know. But it also could, I wonder if it's related to Mormonism. Like, are they, like, do they send missionaries there a lot? Like, do they have a base there? It could be Mormon related as well. I mean, and like, because I, I come from Mormon family. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Wow. So it's like there is some there is some like they're they're very like into adoption. Like they do a lot of adoption and they have a lot of kids as well. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's related somehow to the church having some kind of uh, organization there or something like that. That's true. Point. Yeah. Jeanette, Romania does get you white babies, which is a point important. Yeah. I mean, this is a very white company. It's a, that's <laughs> incredibly. As we learn, LuLaRoe, not, not great on diversity. Uh, so Deanna, sorry, Deanne and Mark, they recruited all their adult children to help them with the business. And oh one God. of these, one of these sons, I believe it was Kenny. The one with the longish hair. That guy <laughs> was very creepy. He is like in tears. They show clips from this promotional video that's like a, meant to hype up uh, the workers on yeah, the yeah, road. Yeah. Like, it's like one of those, like, inspirational promo videos. And he's, like, sobbing in the video talking about how amazing his family's <laughs> company is. Yeah, I was disgusted. I they, was like, all like, <laughs> they all look like band members from Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Hideous. Then we meet Sam, who is Deanne's nephew, and he becomes the events director, despite having absolutely no experience being oh an events God. director. This Sam is the hype man for LuLaRoe. He, uh, I mean, we'll get more into him later. He's a trip. But he he's plans- like a true anti-hero in every oh, yeah, Totally. <laughs> totally. He really is. Yeah, where's his Netflix prestige series? <laughs> so... Sam is in charge of planning all these gigantic corporate events that they have, which are like annual events that everyone who's in LuLaRoe, who's in retailer or in the company gets invited to every year. And these events basically act as like, um, you know, motivation to keep going, to keep going, you know, and like, don't, don't give up. And there's like motivational speakers and there's dance parties and performers. Well, it's also a reward too, right? It's a reward, but at the same time, you have to pay your own way. And it's it's incredibly expensive. Like these event, going to one of these events is the equivalent of 
being a bridesmaid in your friend's very expensive wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, like an honor, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> like if you, it's like not to, at least you get to meet Mario Lopez at a Hula Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, that was my next point is that Sam hired Mario Lopez to perform slash appear. I don't know what he did that he just appeared at this event <laughs> and in what quite possibly might have been some of the greatest shade I've ever seen. Yes. Sam says that Mario Lopez was, quote, way under budget. Yeah. So they got, him, they got him for a steal. And you know what? Those women probably loved it. <laughs> oh, are yeah. you kidding? <laughs> when he was talking about, like, how he, like, works the crowd by, like, figuring out which music was hitting for them and, like, how Backstreet Boys was, like, top of the line and everybody would go crazy, like... Wow. He really gave me like Andy from the office, like the guy who was in the acapella group. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, oh he was God. wow, just truly a fascinating character. And his plot twist with him. Amazing. I can't wait to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Uh I also love that I think in this first episode someone called the whole like endeavor like white woman, aspirational white woman. <laughs> and I feel like that's mm-hmm. true from the events to the um, clothing and the social media posts, the social media, like it really, it really, it really honed in on people who were very Facebook and people think, I think of Facebook as older people, but there is a segment of older millennials who I think are very Facebook oriented. And it's like, it's a demo. Like that's how I found out about my friend from high school being involved in an MLM this year. The the Young Living? Yes. Yeah. I had a friend from high school who started selling essential oils. And I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. And one of our fr- our mutual friends confronted her about it. And she was like, you know, why don't you just block me if you don't like my oils? It's <laughs> <laughs> not very spiritual. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, that's all I got for part one. Should we move on to part two? Yeah. Okay. So part two starts out with what I said before, uh, that this magical income you're going to get comes with a big fat asterisk. Their slogan, one of their slogans for, uh, Lula Rowe is part-time work with full-time income. Yeah. Mm. Now, That's why I feel like every, um, company like this has that sort of slogan baked in. Absolutely. Right. Um, th- yeah, this is a typical thing that they do is they promise that you're going to be able to either quit your full-time job and do this full-time and make a ton of money. Or, you know, this can be your side hustle and you'll be raking an extra cash to go like buy a jet ski or whatever. Yeah. These people have a bomb. <laughs> um, um, yeah. it, it's so fascinating to me as somebody who watches Sister Wives and like knows what these personalities are like and seeing that like Mary and Christine are still like actively doing LuLaRoe. And I think some of the daughters are as well. It's so like, you can pinpoint exactly the type of per like look at the watch sister wives. And these are the type of people who get caught up in MLMs, like women yeah. who have a bunch of kids, women who are like kind of religious, who feel like some sort yeah. of guilt because they're not like, um, you know, like quote unquote providing for the family financially. And, but they also don't want to be away from their kids. It's right. Ugh, it's so dark. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is exactly the demographic that, uh, gets preyed on is a, a lot of stay at home moms. And, and they do the company LuLaRoe specifically is very Christian oriented and promoting this sort of white Christian American lifestyle. Right. And then they start seeping that into the sort of motivational speak 
they oh. start using oh, eventually. Yeah, yeah we'll oh, get to yeah. that. But luckily, episode two, we do get a little diversity because Lachey comes in. And My I love queen. Lachey. <laughs> Lachey said something that knocked me off my feet. And uh, it's when she, Lachey, I love her. Her first day at the office, she's not a real retailer yet, but she gets like, you know, she has an office job. She gets, yeah. She gets an office job at LuLaRoe. She doesn't really know what the whole company's about yet. And she walks in and she meets Deanne and Deanne says to her, looks at her outfit and says, that's not LuLaRoe. And Lachey says, no, it's Chanel. <laughs> I love that Chanel, sh- I mean, she showed up in Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you dress for the job you want, right? <laughs> yeah, you put on this $25 maxi skirt in a hot dog fabric. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Another employee, Jill, who is a woman of color, she says this is a white girl business. Yeah. Uh, Not a lot of diversity. Again, we learn about the $5,000 buy-in, which is actually the low end of the buy-in. Some women will spend up to $10,000 getting started putting together their LuLaRoe legging package. So... We learn that some women were even so desperate to get this $5,000 to start their own business at LuLaRoe that they were selling breast milk. Now, <laughs> sorry, how much, how much can you get for that? <laughs> not that I'm, I'm not starting a side business. I, like, I mean, it depends. are you selling on a kink website or are you selling like for legitimate, like, I mean, I feel like that. I think you'd get more in kink. Than you would That's legitimate, what I'm yeah, yeah. I mean, not that kink isn't legitimate. I mean, but no, but you know what I mean, like for for babies, for babies. yeah, for babies, <laughs> like for proper use. Um, yeah. So uh, this doesn't even take into account the amount of money that these women spend on shit like ring lights for their Facebook Live and setting up their garage to store all of this crap, right? Because some of them were like literally moving their room like a baby's room out to put like their storage in oh like they were changing their whole lifestyle another thing i wanted to comment on them that, that i was thought was really funny was when they the mlm the um, mlm expert was talking about the google doc how they all <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like it was just this first time it's like okay even i know what i'm doing more than these people do on their excel google doc when they were just plugging things in and then no everyone else was working on the same document so things were just like not lining up right no no one in this office knew what they were doing um then we 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 were told that you know these women as soon as they get accepted into LuLaRoe, they they're expected to hit the ground running once their first shipment of leggings arrives and like start selling immediately and buying yeah. more stock. The story uh, of the lady who was on the camping trip and had to like go to an area to yes. get service so she could see if she had been like onboarded and then just packed up the trip as soon as she found out that she had gotten let in. Oh my God. Well, that was, that was interesting at the beginning, how they made it seem like it was special to be chosen right. to be onboarded. Yeah. And obviously that changes by the end when they're onboarding way more people than they can handle. So they, 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 they kind of set up this exclusivity type of thing or a long wait list. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also loved when we met Tiffany and Paul, the extreme couponer. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh wow. What a storied history she had. 
Yeah, I like that. She's like, I have a, you know, I have a history on like the a reality TV, and it was like extreme couponing. Oh. That was just that, like everything lines up there for me. Right, it was too, it was yeah. too on the nose. Um, we meet Patrick, who is the design, development, and production guy, and this guy, like the way he was dressed, belied what. LuLaRoe leggings look like it just mm-hmm. didn't add up I was like you you're dressed like you're acting like you're Mugatu I thought he was like I was like like he looked like he was like Pitbull like <laughs> he had like a Pitbull look I was like what are you doing here like he had like the little like Bluetooth I was like you're you're a LuLaRoe like, right. dude this isn't like New York high fashion or whatever that's what I'm saying it was like why is he dressed like that he's making stuff He's making leggings that have like blueberry muffin patterns on them. Like, what, is, what are you doing? Um, we learned that retailers do not get to choose the, your patterns. So when you get a box of leggings to sell, you don't know what you're going to get. I don't like that. That's like, that would stop wild. From, that would stop me from doing it. Yeah, I'm like, remember, and there was also like unicorn patterns that everyone wanted, like oh, yeah. the octopuses or something, right? Because then it creates a frenzy of like, oh, who has those? Oh, Shelly has the unicorns. Yeah. Like, oh, go to her. Yeah. Um, I mean, that must have been nuts. Facebook Live instrumental in selling a shit ton. Yes, uh, Desi, I have to tell you. I think you know this, actually. So, Kara, I'll tell you. Uh, there was a few years ago when I followed this MLM woman on Facebook, and I would sit down every Tuesday night and Stacey watch. Stacey Chaffee. Yes, oh, yeah. Stacey Chaffee. <laughs> oh, girl, I know who she is. Oh, I know all about this. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> I used to watch her, and I've never purchased anything from her, nor did I want to, but I was fucking riveted by this woman's Facebook live. Well, and she also did what Tiffany and Paul did. She got her husband involved yeah. in the sales of it. And that was sort of how Tiffany really took off because her husband would kind of do it. And of course, women in that sect would always be like, oh, look at the husband helping. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's holding up a dress. <laughs> yeah, she had a real, like, Tammy Faye Baker look to her. I remember watching her. She was a real treat. I think we were in a group dm where someone one of us discovered her and then we all started probably following Mm -hmm. her for a while honestly now that i think about it i think that's how kara i think that's how we became friends is because because of that group chat (laughs) because of that group chat about stacy chaffee wow it all comes full circle i think that her and her husband got divorced by the way oh my god i just followed her but i gave one last look (laughs) wow true love is dead yeah can we just time out for a second? Because I would like to talk about Daryl, who oh, yeah. really, Darryl. like, oh, what Darryl. a character he turned out to be. Mm. Um, his origin story of being a high school referee and talking about how difficult it was to even get to the junior college level. Yeah. And how his dad, like, sat him down and was like, son, you need to get a real job. So that's how he came into LuLaRoe. Like, wow. He was chilling, and somebody needs to keep an eye out on him. He's chilling, but I liked him. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely provided a certain flavor. And he, he has the sound bites, I think, for sure. Definitely. You just know that people in the office were a little scared of him, but that he had the best tea. Like, yes. Like, yes. Daryl was the guy you went to for the best office gossip. 
he knew he knew everything. He had eyes on everyone in that office, right? And for sure, and he would say stuff that would make your jaw drop. Like, did you, can you say that? He and he would say it with like a sociopath's lack of any emotion. <laughs> totally and he would just stare down the barrel of that camera several times and oh my gosh he is like the guy that you don't want to be friends with but you have to because you're kind of scared and you're right like he knows everything and you're kind of interested but you're also like you don't want to hang out with him and have as you said vodka cranberries (laughs) but you you also you won't be surprised one day when he commits some horrific crime (laughs) yeah yeah, Daryl. <laughs> um, then we learn about the trainer watch, which is a watch that you get if you're a trainer. And so then we learn about the tiers of retailers. <laughs> the different, the bottom of the barrel is like you're just a consultant. Oh, is it consultant? Consultant, which is just the standard ground floor retailer. Then if you recruit like three people, then you become a sponsor. Then if those people recruit like a certain amount of people, then you become a trainer and then it goes up to coach. And then the top tier of the pyramid is mentor. Yes. And mentors make the most money, but they're also in like the 0.1% of of retailers. Mm -hmm. So if you become a trainer, because I believe like two tiers above the bottom, you get a gold, fake gold watch. And it says it's a LuLaRoe brand watch. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, very uh, aspirational thing to have. We learn about the hashtag, hashtag because of LuLaRoe. And this is something that all the retailers are strongly encouraged, pretty much forced to do yeah on yeah. let's just say it's starting to get everything forced Every, everything has become worse they want they want everyone who's selling their shit to hashtag because of LuLaRoe on all their Instagram posts and all their Instagram posts like if you if you post a picture of like your house you have to let everyone know that you only were able to buy this house because of LuLaRoe or if a picture of your kids happy at Christmas that's only because LuLaRoe yeah, and if you completely don't, normal behavior, right? Not cult like at all. Um, we learn more about the leadership events, which we talked about briefly with Mario Lopez. Deanne wanted to do a Lularoe cruise, which sounds like the biggest fucking nightmare. And <laughs> and then we get an amazing soundbite from Lachey, who says, "Being on a boat with a whole bunch of white people, no, thank you." I mean, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> No lies detected whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I loved her like hesitancy to be like, mm, listen, yeah. I don't want to be with these white people. Okay. Like, please. She's like, no offense. It's fine day to day. But not, not a cruise. <laughs> On dry land, but not out there. Uh, we learned that Katy Perry performed at one of the leadership events. They got, they got big guest after Mike uh, after um, Mario Lopez. I was floored to learn that Katy Perry performed. Well, they were spending millions of dollars on these events, right? Like I'm not floored to learn that Katy Perry agreed to it. I'm floored to learn that she was there at all, but I it does (laughs) it does make a little sense. I mean out of everybody. Yeah, and and then also Deanne was upset about that song, Kissed a Girl. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> she also thought her name was Katie's Perry's, which yeah. seems like, why would you think that? That's not, neither of those are names. And, and also her name is not that unusual. Like, no. <laughs> it's not like startup. <laughs> um, I'm going to move on to part three where it starts out talking about what it means to be Lula famous, which is one of the most embarrassing descriptors a person can have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what Lucia at one point described herself as Facebook famous. And I think that might be worse. Yeah, that is, that is. Worse. I mean, at least I know what Facebook famous. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty bad. Um, at this point, we also learned that Mark, has been reciting passages from the Book of Mormon at their leadership events. And I like when someone threw shade at him and they're like, he thinks he's Joseph Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Mormon shade. So uh, then we meet Becca and she's a girl after my own heart because Becca, like me, will fall down a rabbit hole of stuff that has nothing to do with me and become (laughs) obsessed And like Becca, I also became very obsessed with MLMs, despite never having been involved in one about MLM defectors. Yeah, I loved Becca because I was exactly I was like, that's me. It's like, this is none of my business, but I'm all. (laughs) And I, I love that she's like, I've never done any of these things. But some of these people were saying things that I knew were wrong and I couldn't let it stand. And I was like, yep, can't let people be wrong on the Internet. I would like to know how much money she was making selling washi tape online. Like, dude, I like that she what? came as a as a businesswoman myself. Like, that's why right. she was offended. I sell washi tape. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the washi tape. She literally said, "I researched Lularoe in my spare time," and I'm just like, <laughs> iconic. Like, like, tell the truth and shame the devil. You know. She's like, I have a doctorate in LuLaRoe studies. I'm oh very knowledgeable. God. I think I, I don't know if it was her podcast I listened to, but there was a podcast that was very low budget that came out a few years ago and it was about LuLaRoe and they had former employees on the podcast doing interviews and it was fascinating. Um, and the dream? No, oh, okay. it was a, like a low budget one. Okay. And, oh, you know what it was? It was called Sounds Like MLM or something like that. And that was the name of the Facebook group I'm in. Oh, can I just say, um, Laura mentioned something that I also thought was funny when someone didn't use the hashtag and only got two likes oh, on yeah. their post. Oh my God. Yes. That was so <laughs> funny to me. Cause it was like, damn girl, you're petty. <laughs> like I love petty Mormons. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was insane. So then, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, hold on. Oh, yeah. I said I think I'm in this girl's Facebook group. Okay, LuLaRoe, we talk about how it's a heteronormative white Christian company. Those are the values. Then Deanne starts encouraging the girls directly under her to get gastric bypass at a clinic in Tijuana. Yeah, that was. And by the way, the clinic was named Obesity Not For Me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see? The, four. the number four. <laughs> the number four. No, I had to, I was like, is that the clinic? I had to look at it. I was like, are you crazy? Like, what the hell? Can you imagine convincing all these women to go to Tijuana for gastric, gastric bypass surgery? It was crazy. Did I, like, did I hallucinate or did they say that they, that Deanne was quoting 
like passages from a book that her mom wrote. Yeah. That was basically just like have sex and give head to your husband and he'll get whatever you want. This episode, I feel like really starts getting into the, um, someone's, someone calls it something like this pop feminism where they're trying Mm. to teach these women. They're starting to move the husbands in and they're using Deanna's mom's book who wrote like a book about how to keep your husband happy. She's also recommending the Dr. Laura book. Um, how, what is it called? Like feed your husband. Oh my God. <laughs> like how to, what like, the feed your husband that? and make him happy. She also says like, you know, spend five minutes on your knees a day and make your husband happy. And they really want these husbands to move into the business, quit their jobs. And the whole family is then dependent on Lula Rowe. It's so evil. And it's like, then the wives can just like start the business and hand it over to their husband. It's crazy to me. Uh, so it's like pushing this feminism, but very, uh, Ultimately, underneath it all, it's very patriarchal and like a traditional um, old school family setup still. It's, yeah. it's not even like they're pushing feminism. They're pushing femininity. Yes, like, but they have some tropes like the oh, big yeah. boss. Oh, they're, yeah. they're, pu- they're pushing femininity for sure because then she definitely – this is also where she starts in addition to the gastric bypass. They have to look a certain way uh, and start acting a certain way, I think, uh, as well. So it's interesting to see the evolution of the company where it's like it's like they start showing their true colors more right. or something. Right, because they lure you in with the very like capitalist girl boss feminism and then they start pushing these hardcore gender roles on you once you're in the company and like, you know, get your husband to quit his job. So like he can essentially like give him some power, give him a little more power. We don't want your husband to feel uh, emasculated because you're right. Cause you're bringing in yeah. more money. That like uh, part with the um, conference where that like random husband was like, uh, you know, I gave my wife this money and like, it's our money. So like, I should be able to do it too. And everybody's just like laughing at him. Like, oh, aren't you so cute? Yes. For joining in on your wife's job. Yuck. Yeah. It's a lot of that. The husbands are always so cute when they're kind of being sexist. <laughs> that, guy was, that guy was straight up sexist. That guy was a piece of shit. I think we forgot to mention too, that the um, gastric bypass group was called the Tijuana skinnies. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And that Just will be the name of our point. new group. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to bring that up. I think. Right, that was the name of their of their uh, group type. It sounds like a Bethany cocktail. Or something. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh um, my god! And then we learn about all the bad product that's being shipped in. Uh, we learn about stinky leggings when oh they did the drop down menu. <laughs> it said stinky leggings. <laughs> and to just stick them in the freezer so the stink will stop? Like, oh, what? It's a nightmare. And I'm not, one of my favorite parts of this episode was seeing the montage of all of the prints where it looked like genitalia. Those are, like, the only ones I want. Yeah. <laughs> I want the hamburger. The hamburger. <laughs> the and ha- the Eiffel Tower really looked like a dick. The Eiffel, that was crazy. They had Eiffel Tower dick leggings. There was a hamburger pussy print legging. There was like a kiss, a lipstick kiss pussy. The hamburger <laughs> bun really did look like a pussy. <laughs> also, how did it get right there? Do you know how did it like, get right there? I truly the want bumblebee. these leggings. The bumblebee. No, the bumblebee, right. Oh, my God. <gasps> Um, so yeah, but they were like stealing patterns too. Like they had to come up with a hundred different patterns per day. The designers. Well, this finally explains something for me. 
of why so many of these leggings were hideous is because these designers were so desperate to just churn out anything that it didn't matter at all what they looked like. Right. As long as it was different. As long as it, it could, I mean, and truly these are some of the ugliest pat. Like I, I'm, I, I've blown away. It's beyond the patterns. It's like the colors. The colors are, are just bad. bad. Like it's, they're not like on trend at all, even for like a cheap, fast fashion type clothing no, store. Yeah. It's baffling to me. Um, but, it, but it made so much sense learning why they were so hideous is because they're literally just churning these out with no thought into them, just as long as they're slightly different than the ones before. Right. And they, that was sort of something they talked about, I think in the first, one of the first episodes, they loved, they prided themselves on always sort of that these were sort of only 3000 of these are made. So they're kind of, uh, you know, one of a kind almost. Right. But it's like, who cares if the other, other ones are ugly. Just make more of the good ones that everyone likes. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, look, American Apparel was popular for a lot of years and they sold basics. Yeah. True. So people True. like basics. I am also very curious about how these leggings were always described as feeling like butter. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Can't. What does that mean? I, <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't know what that means. I don't think I want to know. And I love butter. I just don't want it all over my legs. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So everyone, all of a sudden, the quality has gone way down. And it's because they have so much stock and they don't give a fuck about their retailers that they're basically just leaving all of these leggings out in the sun in these plastic bags. And they're getting moldy and they're getting sun bleached and the fabrics are cheaper. So they're arriving to people's houses smelling like moldy bread and ripping when they're getting pulled on. Um, then we learn about the drama triangle, oh, which, yeah. is, which is a way to scold uh, the women for creating drama. And basically what their definition of drama is, is, is raising any sort of complaint or critique about the company. Yeah, I Honestly, I mean, it is awful, but I was laughing at how mean Dina got the section. Honestly, she was iconic, and we need she to was, talk about <laughs> The way she was just like, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, honestly, they do have a legitimate complaint, like, Dina. Like, just the way she mocked them whining and was like, victim losers, like, da-da-da, like... It was wild. Yeah. She, they, I guess it like they had like a group zoom that you could attend if you're an employee there. And it was like supposed to be a motivational thing. I guess it was like part motivation, part scolding where Deanne would basically like get her face really close to the camera and just yell at you. Yeah. And that's when she would call everyone a victim, whiny baby loser. <laughs> Can you imagine was- as an adult <laughs> sitting there listening to someone say that to you? I think at one point Jordan said like, oh, you're complaining about how your inventory is stale? You're stale. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. That's yes. actually a great comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's all I have about episode three. We can move on to four, which is like the downfall of the company. Eventually, like these complaints, like it reaches a boiling point. So, and, and LuLaRoe is like getting in hot water with like legally. Oh, wait, I hate to cut you off, but at the end of episode three, um, our boy Sam gets fired for oh, trying right. to oh, oh, yeah. Okay, sorry, I didn't write that down. Okay, you want to ex- you want to take this one, Kara? 
Um, I mean, he really tries to like pussy pop his way out of it, but he was, it's alleged that he was like sleeping with slash hooking up with several of the retailers. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I kind of believe it. I believe it too. And I think if we, he was a star to them (laughs) because they show these guys, they were like stars at these conventions. So I'm sure this was a a fuck that people wanted to get. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, listen, if these people were, okay, I think it's worth stating that, like, I feel very little sympathy for any of these people. Um, so I just feel like if you're going to get caught up spending thousands of dollars on leggings and that's really on you, um, with that being said, it would not surprise, you know, the ugly legging to sleeping with Sam pipeline is a very short one for me. (laughs) So I get it. So I'm just happy I won't ever even t- go on the ug- ugly legging part. Oh, so right. I'm safe for a bit <laughs> until something else that I like comes out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Sam. You, yeah, that makes absolute sense considering that, like Desi said, these the people who were higher ups in the companies were treated like celebrities, and Sam absolutely seems like the kind of dude who'd be like, you know, I'm the events manager. Hey, you want to meet Katy Perry? Perry's Leah. Yeah. <laughs> I got Mario Lopez's phone number, number in my phone. You want to see it? <laughs> um, so Sam, yeah, Sam gets fired. And I did scream when we saw the little addendum about Sam. Oh God. Where it turned, where he like, uh, Sam gets involved in another scam. Oh my god! After, after Lularoe, because he he gets uh, he like and like a few years later, after one of the mentors, I forget her name, Courtney, maybe she, I don't know. It's she, always like, she has dark yeah. dark hair, dark wavy hair. She like lost everything. She was like one of like the top dogs in the company, like the top sellers right. or whatever. And she uh, quits. She defects from Lularoe. And then Sam reaches out to her, like, afterwards, <laughs> and he tries to recruit her into his, like, weed business and is like, yeah, I just need you to invest, like, $30,000. And she was like, mm, I don't know about that. But wait, his text message was deranged. Oh, yeah. Because he was like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> it's like just, and he's like, no, 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 no agreement. Yo, 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 just give me 30, you get back 90. Hey, hey, hey. It was like, I was like, how old are you? <laughs> yeah, it was stupid. The guy from Firefest, like, are you okay, oh. sir? Like, <laughs> you're going to get 90K back, yo. Like, yeah. 38-year-old woman, sir. <laughs> and she's like, she's finally about? caught a clue because she's like, I, I reverse Google image them. Oh, my the God, the money. <laughs> yeah, and then it turns out Sam gets arrested, oh, right? Does he, he get arrested or busted? I think he gets busted for something. He, he, he for doing the scam. Oh my he God. got busted. Did you notice that in like this the screenshots that he was talking about Wyclef being involved? No. Oh, yeah. My God. He, he was saying that the farm was like owned by Wyclef, this farm that never even existed, the marijuana farm. And yeah, the, then he tried to like be like, well, I didn't actually take anybody's money. Like I only invested my own. Yo. Yeah, I, uh, imagine <laughs> dropping Wyclef as a famous person in like 2019. <laughs> Seriously. 
Although maybe it's believable. Right. But <laughs> and where that, was that, he? What country was he in at the time? He was like, I can't, like, I can't talk because I'm like, oh, I think he somewhere. said like Bali. Was he like Bali or something? No, it was remember. something even like somewhere in the Caribbean. It was very strange. Samoa. Yeah. He said oh. he was in Samoa. Right. Oh God. My cell's cutting out. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Wire me that 30K. <laughs> so like everything uh seems to be kind of like uh becoming more unraveled people are there's like a mass exodus well actually we'll get to that in a second the mass exodus happens in 2017 when LuLaRoe fearing that they're going to get busted implements a buyback policy which basically means that if you don't sell your product you are allowed to return it for uh, like a hundred percent what you paid for it. Right. And because of this, a, a, a lot of retailers just cut their losses and left the company yes. altogether to get their money back, to get their yeah. money back. And they just bounced. So there, there was what was called a mass exodus. Also, the other thing that happened in 2017 was that they stopped issuing the bonus checks and the bonus yeah. checks is how the people who were making money at the made, top at the top made all their money. And you got bonus checks for recruits. But they didn't stop issuing. They, didn't they change the way it was formulated? But or they something? were cut in half. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they, they, weren't. they were giving people money on based on purely orders, regardless of what they sold. And then they changed it to simply sales. Right. So it was like a basic commission instead of... Yeah, and it was way less. Yeah. So they were yeah. like making half their money. So LuLaRoe, they're like, fuck this. We're ending the buyback program. Now, what I didn't quite understand. Did they just do it to kind of get the heat off temporarily? Yes. Yeah. So they always were planning on cutting it out again. Uh, then, then people were complaining because they said, we told people to get in because of the buyback and now it's gone. Right. Yeah. And so because of that, people weren't getting their money back that they were asking for. And all these lawsuits start getting filed against LuLaRoe. And we see all these clips from their depositions from Mark and Deanne's depositions. Yes. And uh, and it was incredible. And they're so slimy and shady in them. Mark and Deanne honestly should take their own advice about not blaming everyone else for your fuck ups because that's all they do. I love how for every question they were like looking over the papers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they had never read before. Like, I don't know what these words are. Like, I don't you know guys what started the fucking mean. company. Like, no, like every question, every question Deanne was like, explain leggings to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is leggings? Um, <laughs> Yeah, they start getting sued left and right, but like they're really digging their heels in. They they insist they're like we are not a pyramid scheme. We are uh, a wholesaler company. Yeah, they start trying to do some things to make it look like they're not pyramid scheme, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, it just is. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole thing is a fucking pyramid scheme. I'm shocked to learn. I actually went on LuLaRoe's Instagram page last night just to see, like, what's going on over there. They're still very active. Oh, yeah. Um, I read the comments on their latest post, and all of it was, we all saw the documentary. We all, Like, every right. comment was like, we all saw it. We know what you did, De- Deanne, and... Another thing I thought was interesting is how this company gets made basically from social media is like the only way this type of thing can really explode. And it also kind of 
is what sort of made it have this downfall because people finally were able to connect in these defector groups and right. talk to each other about what was happening and yes. realizing they weren't alone. Because uh, it's, I think they felt isolated sometimes in their complaints. So seeing that other women, so initially it starts off as complaining about the merch, and then it just obviously goes into much more details. But they also had a very cult-like aspect to the company where if you got, if you left LuLaRoe, you couldn't be, like, people weren't supposed to talk to you anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were so many aspects to this that have all the hallmarks of a cult. Yeah. I mean, from just the basic having these two leader-like figures who are basically infallible gods to becoming isolated from everyone else in your life who isn't a LuLaRoe hun. Or taking these people who are desperate for some kind of meaning in their life and giving them Mm -hmm. this purpose, uh, for sure. Um, I don't remember. One of my favorite moments in the last episode is where we hear Daryl's fantasy. Okay, I I took screenshots of this. Dude, that had me. I was like, that's exactly what my fantasy would be. Yeah. Oh, my God. Please, let's talk about it. So I, uh, so Daryl, who was like, yes, one of my favorite characters in the series, Daryl at the end, he is giddy. He is like, I have never seen someone look so happy saying this before. He says, for me, it's cranberry juice and vodka, full disclosure, and watching the repo men take everything out. And Mark and Deanne are on the first floor crying. That was what killed me. With the fence surrounding them. Yeah, with federal agents somewhere near them. (laughs) I love, when he was like, we're all at Miguel's. (laughs) I was like riveted. I was like, yes, I want to hear every detail of your fantasy. The fact that he included that Mark and Deanne were on the first floor crying. I'm like, this guy has been thinking about this for a long time. That was exactly what I want in my revenge fantasies. I want to see someone cry. (laughs) Like someone who hurt me crying. That's always my fantasy. It's the best thing. Can we also talk about how LuLaRoe is responsible for Daryl no longer listening to Kelly Clarkson? That was the most dramatic reveal ever. (laughs) He he said that shit with his whole chest. Like, I can no longer listen to Kelly. I cannot believe she would be associated with perform at our conventions. (laughs) She is responsible for one of my favorite songs of all time a duet that she did with Jason Aldean but now she will never listen to it again I imagine your favorite Kelly Clarkson song is, is the one with Jason Aldean that's, that's how you know he's a hardcore fan that seems like a deep cut, deep cut I bet you it's yeah. not a deep cut but it's not one I probably listen to because that's probably a big hit like in country world <laughs> or something right just he was devastated I mean that alone is like he has his sights set on revenge. I felt it was unfair to Kelly Clarkson in person. <laughs> it seemed extremely unfair. This was like the East Coast, West Coast beef that we need for 2021. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Where is it? Um, <laughs> Speaking is of beef, anything? should we talk about the one between um, the guy from My Dyer and Mark? The oh. guy he's like doing the car club in, the like Fast oh. and the Furious situation? Yeah. Oh my what God. Is- yeah the my dyer company and they started suing each other right yeah <laughs> they were part of some like swedish luxury car club right and 
then like they were working together and the quality was uh fucking up with my dire and so mark started accusing him of shit and then daniel ratted mark out by saying that he was hiding a bunch of money in llc's which they found out he he like formed like 12 llc's in the span of like nine months yeah <laughs> just chucking money into it Ugh, unbelievable. i mean scammers hate to be scammed yeah <laughs> so like this is my bag <laughs> yeah they don't want to be scammed back it was like dueling lawsuits with these guys um yeah. that's all i have on the docuseries in my notes if you want to talk about anything else or open it up to the floor yeah does anyone have any thoughts or questions raise your hand raise your hand to talk and we will and then unmute yourself i i could have used like three more episodes Me too. i really i wanted to hear more people's stories and i wanted a little more daryl to be honest i yeah i i want to hear daryl's full fantasy because i feel like it's at least 30 minutes longer oh yeah he went on and on release the daryl cut please (laughs) hi ashley hi guys i wanted to know if you guys had to choose like gun to your head had to choose one of the horrific outfits that they showed us which one would you choose Oh, well, Desi wants the hamburger pussy ones. Right? I want the hamburger pussy leggings. <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> and since I'm the horror fan in the group, I'll take their seasonal Halloween leggings, whatever they are. That's oh. exactly what I was going oh, to say, because they did actually have a couple of those. I was like, those are the least offensive. <laughs> what are what kind of like candy corn or something? Probably. <laughs> there was like skulls. Kara, what would you, well, what leggings would you wear if you had to? Ooh, your head? Um, that's a good one. I might actually go like a little bit more unique with a dress. I Ooh. actually thought that Deanne wear, was oh. wearing with the flower print dress was, you know, chic, all things considered. <laughs> Not in general. It wasn't horrible. <laughs> Not in <Yeah>. general. <laughs> uh, thanks, Ashley. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Laura. Oh shit. Laura, I just I just asked you, Laura, please re raise your hand. Sorry. Um, we'll wait for Laura to come. Yeah. Uh I was also thinking maybe a maxi skirt, but I would just want it in black, so <laughs> I just can't understand how they didn't have any. Okay, now we have Laura. Hi Laura. Hi. Hi. Sorry, I'm nervous. Oh, okay. don't be nervous. Hey, uh, and it's also Laura's boyfriend here. Hey. So we actually watched this documentary together. Laura hey. listens to you guys in the car on our way to work all the time. Oh. Okay, okay. And uh, she had reached out to me and said, "Do I, if you want to watch it. So we watched it together. Did you like it? Uh, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say a comment on when the guy, I can't remember which of the 25 kids or whatever, but he <laughs> was like saying, got to get away from being an MLM and they have it on Zoom record. And then when they confronted him, they were like, oh, he's, he's such a funny guy. He's so funny. <laughs> he's literally saying it on. Record, yes, so they had the footage of him. He straight up called it a pyramid scheme in that like zoom meeting oh that my they God. had what an idiot i mean i feel like their first mistake was hiring all their kids yes because <laughs> it's like it seemed like the business was running okay until they got overwhelmed do you know what i mean like the kids were shady but not smart yeah like yeah. you have to be smart and shady to pull off a con this big yeah it could have gone on for years if those kids were just a little smart. <laughs> They should have contacted, I don't know, the Avon people and see how they've done it for so many years. Yeah. 
does anyone else have a comment? Oh, thanks, Laura. Bye, Laura and her boyfriend. I forgot his name. See, that's... Oh, wait. Hold on. We have other people. What do we got? Oh, did Laura leave? Oh, do we have another person? I saw a thing fly up. Um, Laura said, bye. Does anyone else have a comment? I don't see anything, but I saw a thing. Okay. Well, we'll just wait. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I said to Rachel, I wish there was a documentary like this every week. Me too. Because it was so... It's so fun and it's it's definitely fun to talk about on here because we can kind of be funny where you can't really do that in like a cult <laughs> where it's like well, child abuse cult yeah. or something like that. It's not like the second week when we were talking about children of God and I was like having a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> so depressing. Um, yeah, I, I think like, it's worth mentioning that Daryl ended the docuseries quoting from Deep Space Nine. Star oh, Trek. My oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. History is, history is remembered through the victims. Profound. Right. No, he, 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 the producers must have came in their pants with because he really gave them like all of their great moments. Like that's the ones I saw the most on Twitter were Daryl like screen grabs. Uh, and I did see someone talk about the Deep State Space Nine quote, but I never know nerd stuff. So I didn't know like what, what it even, what the significance of it was, but yeah, it definitely fit. I think in his mind though, I don't know that the victims will prevail. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that what his quote kind of was like? Uh, yeah. He, Laura says we need to get Daryl on the pod. I agree. Candace said the editing was perfect. I also agree. I thought this was a very well done docuseries. It was perfectly done because you could yeah. follow it. If you knew nothing about it, I felt like it was pretty clear. I liked the way it sort of linear was linear. Yeah. It went through the whole history and how it started. And I also feel like they really got some interesting characters. Like I liked Lachey was like, she had a different flavor to offer like her perspective rather than just a bunch of the women who were sellers. Yeah. Cause she worked in the corporate. Yeah. Office. So she came from a different, she did both. Yeah. So, so I liked see- hearing that. Yeah. And I liked, um, obviously Daryl, um, and even having Sam, I thought was kind of interesting cause he's still shady. Yeah. Like- <laughs> right. That's what I was going to mention. It seemed like Sam, Mark and Deanne must have been under the impression that this was going to be a, like an interview that was going to be painted them in a positive light. And then they like, refused to do the second interview because obviously they got wind of like what direction this was going to be going in. They like the fact that they gave themselves up so many times was just brilliant. Yeah. I was thinking, I don't know how they ever thought this was not going to go in that direction. (laughs) Like their narcissism. They just think that they're getting this puff piece on them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's wild. Well, I, it's kind of like with Robert Durst. Why would he agree to do this? Right. Like, he obviously thinks he's going to make everyone believe him. And, and I think him. they think they're going to show us why they're so great. Well, that's why I said before about how they were trying to be all, like, quirky and, like, silly in their little interviews and, like, giggling and stuff. Like, yeah. they, they wanted us to be on their side when it was, like, the exact opposite. And then, in fact, all their lightheartedness and silliness made them even more sinister. The other, I have to mention different track here but the bit one of the big plot twists for me was at the end when we find out that jill is still in the company she's still yeah. Seth Rowe. yeah 
I mean, it's amazing to me that this company is still in existence at all. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I was literally just on their Instagram. There's still women, you know, doing the because of LuLaRoe hashtag. They're still out there. Like, yeah, Mary from Sister Wives just posted earlier today about how she's like living it up. And last week she went to Cancun with LuLaRoe. Because of LuLaRoe. Because (laughs) yeah, hashtag because. Did anyone ever do the hashtag with um, their bankruptcy papers or something? (laughs) Like that would have been a good way to take the hashtag back. Like here I am leaving my house because I can't afford the mortgage anymore because Because of like It won't have Christmas. Remember the woman who like couldn't afford presents for Christmas? It was so sad. Oh my God. But it's like, yeah, they should have hijacked the hashtag, I think, uh, for sure. The lady who said she basically lost everything. She lost her two uh, Tahoes that she did, like, the, the LuLaRoe uh, license plates on. She oh, lost right. her house. She lost her marriage. She's sitting there eating cheese and crackers to make ends meet while her kids are gone. And She's it- the one who wanted to do uh, LuLaBro, right, for her husband? Yes. And the husband yeah. Was like, no. And then they got divorced. Well, I mean, that was his first red flag. <laughs> I mean, listen, put it on the divorce sheet and I cleared, approved. She was the one, she was the one that spent 10K on dinner. Oh. That, she was talking about how when she was rolling in it, when she bought those two Chevy Tahoes, she was like, I would drop 10K on, on a dinner. I love the idea that you get $40,000 and immediately go buy two Chevy Tahoes. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why would that even pop into your head? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i guess we're run out of time yeah that was are. really fun uh so yeah thank you kara for joining us thank i hope you, you had so fun much. let's give a shout out for having me let's give a shout out to kara's podcast if you're into reality television or pop culture in general kara has a great podcast called everyone's business but mine yeah desi and i have both been guests on it before it's great yes. we love it and we've, we've tweeted it on our uh, Twitter and I think on our Instagram, too. So you can get a, get a link there as well. Yeah. Um, it's really good. And, yeah, we had a lot of fun. And we'll definitely have Kara back when it's uh, a, a thing that fits her. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. This is a real sure. treat. Um, okay, guys, we will see you next week. We'll let you know what we're going to be doing uh, on social media this week. But it'll be something fun, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Bye, guys. Thank you. How cool was that? To ensure you never miss a live room, download the Spotify Greenroom app and sign up for free. Then meet us on Spotify Greenroom every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern for Crime Movie Club. You can also catch up on anything you've missed anytime by listening to previous episodes of Crime Movie Club free on Spotify. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 